We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 6, 2012. This next video, I'm going to be playing about 10 minutes of this video. It's called Can a Baby? Family Fetus Food. Alexander Bachman, Anthony, Anthony J. Hilder. And I want to play this, but the thing is I've already reported on this subject many, many times confirming this. And this just kind of takes the information I've already put about this subject kind of to another level. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Uh, it's about a 10-minute clip here and probably be commenting along the way. So I'm in green. It's the year 2012. Okay, the first thing he says is Soylent Green, just so if you didn't catch that. Now, there was a movie, I believe with Charlton Heston, called Soylent Green. Really macabre, downer of a movie. Like, made during, I think it was the 70s. And essentially, it was like the whole futuristic thing where, set in the future... Everybody is cordoned off in cities, pretty much. There's no trees, no nothing. Super mega depressing. The only food, the real food that they have to eat, they have to get on the black market, and it costs them like an arm and a leg to buy it. Everything's big brother, controlled to the nth degree. And the main food that is given and rationed out is this stuff called Soylent Green. And they actively, the government actively sponsors euthanasia of the population. Once they get to a certain age, they're encouraged to go to these centers where they're shown this wonderful video and they're put on this table and essentially within about a minute or two of being put on this table, they're dead. They take their bodies out, take their bodies to a processing plant and essentially, I don't know if they boil the bodies or whatever, but they take the bodies, grind them up and make this stuff called Soylent Green, which they feed back to the population. Okay. It's really weird to me, it seems like I see over and over and over again that the Illuminati is bent on us either being cannibals. I mean, think about the rice crop that I just mentioned, you know, with human genes engineered into it. It seems like they're really bent on us getting uh, to, to the point where we're actually consuming each other or consuming things with human DNA in it from a cannibalistic standpoint. Well, do you think that might affect us, you know, spiritually, physically? You think if you get a vaccine injected into you and it's been cultured off an aborted baby, like I think, I don't know, it's up to 18 or 19 now at least, of the vaccines are, they're literally cultured off human diploid cells, as they put it, in, the own, in their own PDR, physician's desk reference that I've reported on many times, like the MMR and Miravax and Poliovax and these types of things. You think if you get a, a, a vaccination that's cultured off an aborted baby, it might affect you spiritually, not to mention physically? Do you think Satan would want to keep that kind of concealed from you, where you're not even aware of it, so that you are being affected adversely from a, a body, soul, and spirit type of standpoint, but you're not even aware of it? You're not even aware you're defiling your temple, but you are? It just seems like more and more and more I see more of this where the satanic system is trying to get us to become cannibalistic in one way, shape, or form. This subject I've already reported on, but these guys kind of take it to the next level. So I'm going to go ahead and play this further. Are we eating our children? Are we eating bodies of the dead? 
Alexander Bachman is the story. He's had the story for some time. Now the story is becoming public. Soylent Green. Alexander, could it be? In fact, we are defiling the temple that God created for us. We are eating ourselves. And through ignorance, which is not bliss at all, through ignorance itself, people are ingesting aborted babies inside industrialized products. It's grave in nature to just think about the process of eating another human being, but to do it... They've got a picture of a Campbell's soup can. ...stealthily through a silent war mechanism, such as the one that the owner of PepsiCo has started around uh, against the population of the world. You know, continuing the Satanism to a mass extreme where the... It is Satanism. They bring up a good point here. The people at the top of the food chain, okay, the Illuminati, the 13 families that run the world, the Rothschilds, and who are they controlled by? Who do they take their marching orders from? Satan, his fallen angels, they're all demon-possessed to the toenails, generational Luciferians, as they would refer to themselves. They're wholly bent and sold out to Satan. Okay? The offer that Satan gave to Jesus Christ about, you know, just bow down and worship me and I will give you all these kings, they've taken that offer. So it shouldn't be any surprise to us that they are truly that evil. They're the ones that control all the politicians. They're the ones that control the governments. Now, God is, is, is obviously on the throne. It's not, it's, it's not as though Jesus Christ isn't in control, but it's... This is being, this is happening, God's letting it happen, okay? The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, for this cause, God, and this is the same time when there's a falling away of the church, if you read that chapter, and around the same time, the wicked, capital W, is revealed, the Antichrist, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So this is the day and time we're living in. These people are that wicked, they are that evil, they are that involved in high-level witchcraft. And they're the ones doing this to the food supply. The Republican Party and the guys that uh, are vying for president of the United States, they're saying, well... Let's not discuss 911. Let's not discuss the the death dumps overhead. Let's not discuss the murder meters. Just let the chips fall where they may. Let's not bother about uh, these small details. We're talking about aborted babies by the millions being dried and ground up and put into the juices that you drink or the sodas. How about Pepsi? Absolutely. I mean, uh, we have Pepsi uh, doing this all over the board. We have Cenomix, uh, which is a very important company, uh, out of La Jolla, California. Now, remember, I have reported on this extensively um, with PepsiCo. Uh, with, and they just don't make Pepsi, okay? They make a whole... They, that's an umbrella for a whole lot of other companies. But the Cenomix is the company that's actually doing the research with the aborted baby, these aborted fetal cell lines, um, 
I did a keyword search just the other day for, I just put in lines, L-I-N-E-S, if you want to know more about this. Just put in lines in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com, and you'll see a number of different current event reports. I haven't done a dedicated teaching on this, but you can see I've done a lot of things where we talk about this aborted fetal cell lines. If you're, if you're not familiar with this, how they're introducing it into the food. Um, so, again, if this is the first time you're listening to this, you might want to go ref- uh Listen to some of those excerpts from those teachings so you can get educated on this particular subject. Also, all of the documentation for this is in the PDFs for each teaching. Uh, receiving money from transnational companies such as Nestle, Pepsi, Campbell's. Really? Nestle, uh, Pepsi, Campbell's, Kraft. These are all companies that are working with this Cinemix. Now, again, any big company like that, just assume they're all corrupted. Okay, big money like that is typically, that's what you're going to see. Frito-Lay. All these brands that PepsiCo controls. Lay chips. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. You got your Lay chips and everything that Lay chips has, has this and something. An aborted baby. You know, the other day I was at Subway and I confronted the clerk on this matter. I told him, all your products are Minute Maid, Pepsi, Lay's, and all of them say natural flavors. These natural flavors are directly put into the product as flavor enhancers by Cenomix, whom is paid, paid millions of dollars per year for their research by Pepsi, by Kraft, by Campbell's. Well, they just cut out, got out of the deal because of the bad publicity for their soups. Well, you know something? We're going to give them some... So, when it says natural flavors, for these companies in particular that we're dealing with here, it's the Cenomix, they're actually using these aborted fetal cell lines in order, in the in the products themselves. Publicity. Minute Maid also. Free, free advertising. Oh boy, guys, you're gonna get free publicity on Paradigm Shift TV. We're gonna give you a nice big front page spread. We're gonna tell the world what you do and who you are. We're going to explain to the people what they drink. Oh, if they thought about it, they might change their mind. This may be good for your business. There are madmen amongst us. And zombies. And zombies. Certainly, uh, the gang Gorini, some of the greenies think, oh, this is good stuff. Then that Monsanto, the Monsanto makes monsters out of you. Monsters out of men. You say, this is an aborted baby. Dead baby. At 36 weeks of age. They're, they're showing a picture of an aborted baby at 36 weeks of age. That's what they're in reference to. Now that would just grind up quite well, right? Yeah, Cinemix's webpage, if you want to go to Cinemix.com. How do you spell Cinemix? It's S-E-N-O-M-I-Y-X. S-E-N-O-M-Y-X. Their offices are in La Jolla. It's uh, 11... 099 North Torrey Pines Road, La Jolla, California, 92037. Again, a specific company to specifically pray about. 
like what I was talking about earlier regarding like chemtrails and these types of things. Yes, one one zero nine nine North Torrey Pines. North Torrey Pines Road. That's in La Jolla, California. Boy, and then we have this information. You know, this PDF article directly from the government of the United States, from the National Institute of Health, of, of uh, how they, they they create these flavor enhancers. And you know, I did the research. These are natural flavors because they're natural babies, right? Oh yeah, God created them. God created them. They're natural, and they're natural, of course. Which could be, I'm, I'm sure that they're not lying on the label. I'm sure that the uh, gangrenes will appreciate this. This is natural stuff now, guys. And you know, I discovered here through the, the scientific documentation that Cenomix affirms inside the, the official research papers, scientific papers that they handed into the National Institute of Health, of cloning DNA from dead rats and humans and mixing rat and human DNA for their natural flavors. Oh, God. So it's not only humans, it's also rats. Rat-o-meal. <laughs> rats. And again, if you were Satan... This would be a really great way to just defile humanity to the maximum, and nobody's, very few people would ever, ever even know about it. So, again, this is what they're, why they would do this, because they are total Luciferian Satanists at this level, and they're controlling, for the most part, the food supply. Rats. Rats. Remember that rhetoric, you know, by Hitler, that we are like rats? They, they, the, well, they treat us like rats. Well, cockroaches. Yeah. Well, they're a mix of cockroaches, then. I don't know. They're just rats and babies. Maybe they think of babies as rats. Locusts. Locusts. They do, as a matter of fact. It's, and then uh, the one fellow who traveled around the world, um, on the Calypso, oh, Jacques Cousteau, he wanted to, to remove 350,000 people per day. If you live in a little village, you're going to have to take out a lot of those villages because they're not to stay if the uh, Illuminati have their ways. Council on Foreign Relations, Public Rome, Royal Institute of International Affairs. We might even be looking at the Antichrist coming along someday to make it mandatory. The death dogs make smart murder meters. Sinomix. Whoa, Insanomix. Insanomix. I think that's better. Insanomix. Sinomix, but if, it, if you want Sinomix to be a brand name, what, how, how does it go? How does this tie into Ahinomoto? Do you know Ahinomoto, Anthony? No. Ahinomoto is the biggest transnational company in the world that produces aspartame. If you thought Monsanto created neotame or aspartame, you don't know Ahinomoto. Ahinomoto is a massive producer of aspartame in the world, but they finance Senomix or Insanomix's operations over there in San Diego. And you're, you've got your aspartame and the new thing. Right? Because we're all delusional, as the CDC says, uh, with the chemtrail and the Morgellons. But the new thing... Well, they, they, they say that if you've got Morgellons, it's, it's delusional. But how can a baby be delusional? I mean, maybe has not really learned to think. Or hasn't put it all together. But maybe some of you will put it together. Maybe some of you will come to uh, freeworldalliance.com, commoncrime.net, OurEnglandUK.com And of course, in Espanol, 
ConscienciaRadio.com. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the kind of the volume on this thing is uh, really up and down, um, and this guy kind of mumbles the way he talks. So, if you want to see the video, I'll give you. I'm giving you the link here, but hopefully, you're getting the gist of what they're in reference to here. But if not, you can click on the link um, on the uh, PDF that I'm going to be putting up for May 6, 2012, and, and you can listen to it for yourself. Or and again, I'm not necessarily endorsing any of these websites they're talking about here, but what they're saying, again, is, is just expanding on what I've covered in the past. First of all, they're, they're going to crush the cranium, but before crushing the cranium and extracting the specimen, the product, as they say in the official court transcripts, that they must insert a tube inside the cerebellum in order to, uh, while the baby's fighting, he's fighting against this, they insert a tube inside its brain to suck out its brains while it's still alive. Oh, listen, that's, you know, it's wonderful. Well, it's I mean, in the court transcripts, that's why I'm saying. It's in the court transcripts, but I didn't quite get it. But this guy's done a ton of research on this, on the Cinemix company. And again, I'm just kind of touching, I'm just scratching the surface here on this, but um, it, it's really, it's really horrific. I mean, it, this is just, this stuff really takes the wind out of my sails when they start getting into this, when you start talking about aborted babies, and uh, it's horrific, but again, he's really done a lot of research on this, it sounds like, and if you want to explore further, i give you the link for that. I need you to go to uh, alexanderbachman.com and click on the menu on the top that says hidden truth about abortion, and go there and download the court transcripts that are available at the website Again, this is where he's really getting specifically into what they're talking about here today. Uh, Children of God for Life. That website has everything you need to understand how grave the situation truly is. The court transcripts, I read them, I almost, uh, I did. I, 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 I will confess, I vomited after reading them. They are very harsh and direct, but this is what they have been saying. But the, the doctors themselves. So the American and British people can take this. Yeah, they have because a strong gun. The, the, the Prime Minister says this is all right. He doesn't complain. The President doesn't say anything. He doesn't complain. For them, it's just a game to so kill. you read the court transcripts on this. Oh, here's a border. Yeah, in God we trust. That's what America has become. They trust in God while um, all these pieces, let the pieces fall where they may. Okay, that's, they show some really horrific pictures in this video of aborted babies. Absolutely gut-wrenching. And I really wish it wasn't so, but unfortunately, this is the state of affairs in the planet Earth. These are things that I think, I don't think, I know, the Lord would want the body of Christ to be praying about. But... I think there's very little prayer about this because there's very few ministers out there that would touch this stuff with a 10-foot pole. I, you know, 
they might be afraid they're going to lose their 501c3 exemption from the issued to them by the IRS, from the government, or maybe they'll lose their license. I don't know. I'm not saying all, but and most, just some, many are just totally ignorant. They don't know. But again, this is why the Bible talks about being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. That word reprove means to essentially expose, to shed light on, to make manifest, to have no fellowship with them. But in order to know, to not have fellowship with something that's evil, you have to know about it. If you're ignorant of it, you'll never know. And again, that's how we get destroyed, for lack of knowledge. And in order to do this, you have to have a love for the truth. No matter how brutal the truth may be. You know, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not what? The love of the truth. But had pleasure in unrighteousness. So it's imperative we really do have a love for the truth. And not that we don't have pleasure in unrighteousness. Because you're putting yourself, from a biblical standpoint, into a very precarious position, from as far as I can see, from reading the Word of God. So, anyway, um, I need to put that at the end of my studies, because after I see stuff like that, it's just like, oh. Okay, let's stop the study right now. Uh, anyway, that... I give you the link there if you want to explore that further. I would recommend, you know, we pray about these things. And um, let's go further. According to this this article, it's entitled, New Chip to be Embedded in Mobile Phones Found to Destroy Human DNA. Again, this is all about defiling our DNA. You eat something that has aborted fetal cell lines in it from a human baby, it's most likely going to affect your DNA. You take a vaccine that's been cultured off an aborted baby. It's going to affect your DNA. They're bent. You eat GMO crops that have been, had their DNA altered, have been, had all kind of horrific stuff done to them. It's going to affect your DNA. It's always about defiling the seed of man to Satan. And hopefully, from a satanic standpoint, he's not wanting you to know any of this so that you don't even know you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. According to Dr. Boyan Alexandrov at the Center for Nonlinear Studies at Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico, the terahertz waves destroy human DNA. Now, this is the same thing they use in all the pornographic naked body scanners that store your naked image in all the airports. Coming soon to a checkpoint near you. Or to a shopping mall near you. Um, or a bus terminal near you. Or a train station near you. People need to resist this evil in mass. I will not fly anymore because of this at all. I am not going to do it. You know, they're going to have to throw me through that thing, my dead body through it, essentially. It's the only way they're going to get me to do it. Uh, if there was more mass resistance to this total wickedness, they could not implement what they're trying to do. But if everybody just goes along with it, 
Mission accomplished. And I'm not coming against, coming down on my listeners. I'm just saying in general, that's how it goes. That's how they gauge things and what they can get away with, the Illuminati. If there's very minimal resistance, they know, well, the Sheeple people are ready to have more draconian things um, imposed on them. It's like, where do you draw the line? So, these terahertz radiation destroys the human DNA. The, the waves literally unzip the helix strand of the DNA. Now a team of technologists at UT Dallas are planning to take chips broadcasting terahertz waves and embed them into mobile phones for use as an imaging system for consumers, law enforcement, and medical personnel. A potentially deadly technology that could eventually kill or sicken millions of people. Again, it's all about killing, stealing, and destroying. From a satanic standpoint, studies of terahertz radiation have caused experts to raise alarms over the significant health risk to humans. The controversial terahertz scanner technology used by the TSA at many of the nation's airports is being adapted for cell phone use. Studies of terahertz radiation have caused experts to raise alarms over significant health health risks to humans. Recently, major media touted a new chip that permits the adaption of the terahertz generating device to uh, be embedded into cellular phones. And th- this is just unbelievable. And again, what it would allow you to do is see through somebody's clothes, essentially. So it could be used by... <laughs> I could see perverts flocking to this technology. Uh, recently, uh, okay, terahertz scanner technology will have significant risks to humans. It already does. The exciting... The excited press painted grand pictures of such such technology being used by consumers to see through walls and objects, while health professionals like physicians might incorporate the technology to seek out small tumors inside patients. Without the need for invasive surgery, the terahertz wave located between microwaves and the infrared on the electromagnetic spectrum was chosen for security devices because it penetrates matter, such as clothing, wood, paper, and other porous materials that's non-conducting. At the same time, experts believed this type of radiation was harmless. Well, they were wrong. In the breakthrough study conducted by Dr. Boyan Alexandrov at the Center for Nonlinear Studies at Los Alamos Laboratories in New Mexico and a team of physicists, they discovered terrifying evidence that the exposure to terahertz radiation builds cumulatively, which that's how radiation does. That's how radiation rolls, essentially. It builds up cumulatively. You know, you go and you get, every time you get an x-ray, that radiation is building up in you. Now, I do think there are things that you can do to absorb and quench and even get rid of the radiation. Now, again, I gave you the link to the alternative radiation things that you can do. I also believe that particularly with UV radiation like from the sun, if you've gotten overexposure in these types of things, that niacin can actually be used as well. And I don't mean time-released, I mean the old, the just the regular, cheap niacin that's not time-released. When you go through a niacin flush, I've had done niacin flushes where, you know how like if you get burned, and like it, it'll be like on your arm, and you, like, It'll be burned from like the mid-arm down, like from the sun. Well, I've actually done niacin flushes where it will flush and you can actually see where you were burned. And in the area where you weren't burned, nothing happens. I Meaning when you do a niacin flush, your skin gets real red. 
starts at your head and it goes down to your feet. It's really weird. And you want to start off with like really no more than 100 milligrams. A lot of people can't even take that much. And I don't recommend doing it every day. But I do think niacin is a way to get rid of pent-up UV radiation in your system. I've seen a lot of people advocate it as well. And to me, when I saw that flush occur exactly in the pattern where it was burned on my arms, it told me something was happening where some kind of pent-up thing was being released. Now, that's just one way, I believe. A bentonite clay is another way to absorb radiation. Uh, potassium iodine or iodide, both are active forms of iodine. Those are other. That's another way to actually protect your thyroid. It's not really going to absorb radiation like the clay would, like niacin would get it out of you. And again, I get into all that in the link I gave you earlier. So they're just kind of to throw that out there. But um, let's go back to the article here. Uh, let's see. They discovered terrifying evidence that exposure to terahertz radiation builds cumulatively and affects human and animal tissue DNA. In essence, it tends to unzip the DNA molecule. So, going further, the Los Alamos science paper, um, DNA breathing dynamics in the presence of terahertz field, reveals a very disturbing, even shocking evidence that terahertz radiation significantly damages the DNA of the people being directed through airport scanners and all TSA workers in close proximity to the machines. These TSA workers, they're as good as dead. I mean, they're around this stuff all day long. So, not only is it, you know, taking this pornographic um, image of your body, but it's also unzipping your DNA. Again, just one more way they're trying to kill us. The Los Alamos Scientist paper... Oh, okay, we already said that. Um... So, their synopsis is, we consider the influence of a terahertz field on the breathing dynamics of a double-strand DNA. We model the spontaneous formation of spatially localized openings of a damped and driven DNA chain and find that the linear instabilities lead to dynamic dimerization. Now, this is some heavy stuff here, but while true local strand separations require a threshold amplitude mechanism, based on our results, we argue that specific terahertz radiation exposure may significantly affect the natural dynamics of the DNA and thereby influence intricate molecular processes involved in gene expression and DNA replication. Who knows what it's doing to to people on a, well, fertility. It's a great way to get sterilized, or a great way to um, damage the DNA of the sperm and the eggs in in the female ovaries to produce a whole bunch of maybe stillbirths, deformed babies, Children with all kind of mental problems, physical problems. I mean, if you can think about it. I mean, the testes in the male, the ovaries in the female. If you can significantly alter the DNA of the reproductive organs, then anything that is produced through the union of a male or female, is going to be severely... You're you're getting it at its earliest stage, in other words, before conception even occurs. You're damaging the eggs and the sperm. They're trying to sterilize humanity, or at bare minimum, create a brain-damaged race of humanity that will be 
much more subver- subservient to their draconian things they want to impose and implement on humanity. Uh, what all this means is the res- is the resonant effects of the terahertz waves bombarding humans unzips the double-stranded DNA molecule, ripping apart of the twisted chain of the DNA, creates bubbles between the genes that can interfere with the processes of life itself. Normal DNA replication, in, which is normal DNA replication in critical gene expression. Okay, so we've got that. Now that, while we're on the subject of the TSA, I want to play this clip I heard the other day. And again, I've issued many warnings about Alex Jones in the past. I'm not necessarily advocating carte blanche, what he does, okay? But this is just, we're just documenting some things here. And um, this is a caller that called in regarding the TSA. While we're on the subject of this TSA, uh... I'm seeing, from the reports I'm getting, a lot of ramping up of what the TSA is wanting to implement and impose within America. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this clip right now. One, Casey in Oklahoma, you're on the air. How you doing, Alex? It's an honor to be talking to you, sir. Honor to talk to you. Uh, I've got a few quick things to bring up here. I'm a city driver for a local freight company in Oklahoma City. And I have seen an, an enormous amount of TSA field training kits coming across the dock where we're delivering here to uh, Lockheed Martin. So an enormous amount of TSA field training kits. He's a long-haul truck driver. He's shipping these things in by, you know, the pallet load. Enormous amounts of these that he's been shipping. ...in uh, Oklahoma City, on the south side of Oklahoma City by the airport. And uh, I see a lot of it coming cross dock, going to different parts of the nation. Uh, I've never seen the, the amount. I'm talking 60, 70 skids uh, within two week period going no. down. 60 or 70 skids, meaning I believe is what he's referencing, pallets of these TSA field. I mean, we're talking a ton of things to supply the TSA. They got billions of funding um, this year to put TSA all over the country. They're, they're going to come to Austin and like, look, I'm going to grab your genitals at the park. Now they're not. We're not just going to molest your children at the airport. We're here, and they're coming, and they're going to search bags without warrants, and they're going to do it. I mean, this is a criminal takeover. They've got to get you used to people at street corners checking your ID, so they can say, "Oops, Alex Jones." When you're out at the shopping mall or at the grocery store at church, they pull you over, or the TSA stops you. And they put you in handcuffs, army truck pulls up, bye-bye, ha-ha-ha. So uh, tell me about... And again, if you're on one of their lists, that's exactly what they're moving toward. That exact scenario that he just brought us, acclimating us to this this just horrific Nazi treatment, getting us used to this, and then they can start implementing their... their, their um, picking up, you know, uh, you know are, you, are you on their one of their lists... And then you disappear. And if enough people are conditioned to this, you know, it's just going to be normal business as usual type of deal. Yeah, because I know they've been setting up the TSA inspectors, as they're called, in every town. They're our new god. Tell me about it. Well, and I asked him, why is there so much uh, volume of freight coming across? And one of the guys kind of sneered at me. He said, well, they're, they're ramping up their efforts for uh, checkpoints in America. And I flat out told the guy, they better not try and give me a checkpoint. I still have a Fourth Amendment right 
I'm innocent until proven guilty. And uh, they better not try it on me. And they just, the guys looked at me and they called in and asked that I not come back out to that facility again. Really? So, so who there specifically said they're ramping up the domestic checkpoints? Just one of the guys that was in there that was uh, in the receiving, just an older gentleman. And it's kind of like what you said, how before they're, they're collaborators. Some of these people don't have a job and don't have any other prospect but to work for the, but to be the minions of these globalists. And it's, it's a shame because you see some of these guys in there, they're just barely, they're just happy to get a paycheck. They don't care what they're doing. So to be clear, he didn't even work for the TSA, but he knew... He'd been told this is when we're going to set up checkpoints, and he, he thought that was good just because he was at a loading dock. He's part of the winning team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, exactly. You know, you know what? Stay there. We're going to come back from break because this was actually – I was looking at all this news I hadn't covered yet, and the next thing I was going to cover after more calls was CBS News. Secret Service calls for TSA body scanners on the streets of America to keep the federales safe. And – here it is, CBS News. And so what you're talking about is exactly what's going on. So I'm going to put you on hold. So that's that's pretty much the, the clip there. Um, he just gets into a little bit more. But the, the, the crux of, of the clip, you know, that's what they got into. So, again, things to pray about. It's pure evil. Absolute, total pure evil. We've got the most wicked people working in these these TSA jobs. I'm not I'm not saying every single one, but a lot of them, a lot of the people this job would attract, and then they would be out there actually doing the bidding of Satan, essentially policing um you know the streets. Uh and this is what they're really trying to actively get us acclimated into accepting. So uh let's go further. Uh, I, I, we took a little trip here, um, Taylor and I, in the last uh, week to Ohio to visit some family. Hadn't seen them in about 11 years. And I had put out, uh, going up to, before we went up there, I put out this little email to some of the people um, on my email list. I said, I'm try- I'm sending this to some of my Christian friends so they can have be in prayer about this. Um, trying to get ready for this trip to Ohio, having all kinds of demonic things happen here to prevent us from going on this trip. We are going to make a side trip to this ultra-haunted place that I learned about a few days ago called Gretchen's Lock. It was in Beaver Creek State Park. And Taylor and myself are totally convinced the devil does not want us to go there, and also Ohio in general. Craziest thing is, this paranormal talk show contacted me the other day, wanting to interview me. And before I politely declined, I checked out their website. It's called the MidnightHighway.com, and I found out about this place called Gretchen's Lock, and it's very near where we're going to be staying, so I decided to make a side trip. Usually, whenever I go on any type of long trip, I like to make a side trip to a really wicked, cursed, wicked, haunted place to pray over it. Um, kind of my version of fun. But anyway, um, this place was probably one of the most haunted places I have ever seen in my life. I have never, I don't think I've ever seen more different uh, ghost haunting things, different separate ones ever associated with one place. Although the park's pretty big, it's kind of vast, it's kind of got two ends to it. And just gorgeous place. And, um, 
the the worst part of it was this place called Gretchen's Lock. I mean, they, they, the people, there's all, the, I mean, there was a, they, this Midnight Highway had actually made this real long video, you can go see it on their thing, about this place. They've sent all kind of, quote, paranormal investigators and all this stuff to it. And, I mean, they, there are all these testimonies of people saying that, you know, they were literally pulled in there. They had these, basically, what they thought to be real humans, but I guess they were apparitions, coming up to them screaming and going nuts and, and you know, just crazy, crazy stuff has went on at this place. And the night that we kind of committed to going there, I mean, you just saw the stuff that was happening here, which this hasn't happened to me in, like, long, long time. We had, like, there was all kind of tapping on the outside of our house. I mean, I mean, I went out there, I went out there and then came back in, and there was all this tapping. I, I never see anything like it. And then um, we were, Taylor and I were in a, a room talking, and the door just opens. <laughs> it just opened. Right there. And, um, uh, it was, it, it was definitely demonic. I mean, I mean, Taylor, I, I think, is even more sensitive than me about this type of stuff. And she was pretty freaked out. But, um, we prayed about it. And it just made me really feel all the more that this is a place we needed to go. Because it just started happening exactly when I really, um, we had committed to going to this place to pray. And, um, we went there really, what I did is I put this thing out ahead of time, had people pray about it. When we got there, it was almost anticlimactic because as wicked as a place, as far as from a demonic standpoint, or as far as all of the things that have happened there was actually the place where they killed pretty boy Floyd, the gangster part of the park. That was just one part. And then there's all of these other things that have happened in association with it. They've each got their own documented legend about it, and which with each their own specific ghost slash apparition that appears in the park over this. Um, had a lot of people email me about. It. I, I my kind of my general email. I sent back to them. I said, "Thank you. We um, I believe we broke all the curses associated with this place." Um, Taylor, who has a high level of discernment, my daughter, and myself felt total peace even pulling into the park, which is huge, and we felt that all the prayers that went up prior to us going there ensured victory. See, all the prayers of the people prior to us going there, you know, that I really believe that it was kind of a done deal when we got there. Uh, by the time we got there, we were just there, it's almost like we were just there to prayer and pray and claim victory. And again, this kind of dovetails into a little bit about what I had got into at the end of the last teaching where I talked about with what Henry Groover does. And I had given that teaching for kind of my listeners to listen to regarding what he's done for decades. Um, So praise the Lord. Thank you for your prayers. God bless. And then I had a listener email me back and he said, awesome. His power is so great. We're blessed. He loves us. So if you think the curses are broke, And again, this is why I'm kind of saying this also, to cover this matter. He says, if you think the curses are broke, do you think the girl who died of malaria went to heaven? Now, this is the girl that, I guess the legend was this girl named Gretchen. I think um, her dad was like the lock operator there of this this water lock. Um, the, the, The story goes that, I guess, 
she uh, he had promised to take her back to Ireland, which is where they were originally from. And then what ended up happening is she ended up dying, I guess, of malaria. And he interned her body somewhere in the lock until the time they were ready to go to Ireland. Got her body out of the lock, pretty morbid stuff here, and that on the ship ride over to Ireland where he was going to go to bury her, the boat went down and they all died. Okay, so this is the supposed apparition that haunts the lock to this day. And so he says, do you think the girl who died of malaria went to heaven? I always wondered about the spirits of ghost kids, where they go. Why are they not in heaven already? And were they waiting for the second coming of Christ to leave the world? What do you think of all this? Okay, so here's my response to this. Um, Greg, these are not real spirits of those people. Okay, that's what you have to understand. All this stuff about ghosts, and this is not the real spirits of those people. Okay, they are, quote, familiar spirits, as the Bible talks about. Okay, like the witch of Endor had a familiar spirit that she consulted with. Okay, they are familiar spirits, they're devils, demons, that occupied the bodies of those people when they were living. They are, familiar, quote, familiar with the actions, personalities, and the appearance of the person that passed away. They appear like an imposter as the people they dwelt in to get the people to think that when we die, we can determine when we go to the afterlife. That's why Satan does it. Because if that's true, then the, it negates the Bible totally. Okay? Again, which would totally negate the Bible, what it says about heaven or hell. I mean, think about it. Well, you've got a lot of, most of the time it's like some wicked spirit. Well, they died, they just haven't decided to go to the light yet, they've, they've got some unfinished business. Well, then the Bible's null and void, if you believe that. A lot of people will hang their hat and go to hell just because of this one thing, because they choose to believe in this. To them, it's comforting. Well, I can determine, you know, if I die and I die in my wickedness, I can determine when I go to, uh, go to heaven, because uh, I can hang around and do my unfinished business until whatever's done. Okay, so, all of this is a total lie. Uh, let's just look at some Bible verses. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 5, 8. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, that's our home while we're here, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and rather and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So in other words, when we die, when we're absent from the body, then we're present with the Lord. Okay? And a lot of people, I've had people over the years say, oh, no, no, it's soul sleep. We're actually in the grave. No, it's not what the Bible says here, okay? Um, even if you look at prior to what Jesus Christ did, and when it talked about Abraham's bosom, okay, they weren't in the, they weren't in the grave, okay? They were in Abraham's bosom. And again, that's a whole other subject that I have got into in times past, but I don't have time to get into it today. So, and again, here's where that's mentioned, Luke 16, 22 through 23. And it came to pass that the beggar died, the beggar who essentially who was saved, uh, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now the rich man went to hell, and in hell he, 
meaning the rich man, lift up his eyes, being in torments. He was instantly in hell when he died. Okay? So you either go, okay, it's heaven or hell, essentially. Okay? Back then it was Abraham's bosom until Jesus Christ did what he did and he took captivity captive. Now we go to heaven. Okay? Up until that point it was Abraham's bosom. Again, got into this in times past. Just don't have time to go totally into that subject today. You can email me and I'll send you the PDF on it if you like. Or do a keyword search for uh, probably Abraham on the contendingfortruth.com. you probably find it. So anyway, going further, and he lift up his eyes. I mean, as soon as he died, he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. It was a special compartment in the center of the earth called Abraham's bosom. Okay? Hell was separated by a great, the Bible talks about a great gulf was fixed between them. Hell was on one side, Abraham's bosom on the other side. A great gulf fixed between them. You couldn't go back or forth. So, uh, Hebrews 9.27, And as is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. Okay, so it's, you die once, after this the judgment. Okay, it's not... You go and you can haunt a house for or a parcel of land for as long as you want and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> you don't determine that, you know, uh, if, if you can do something like that. Isaiah 14.9, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Again, this is to the wicked. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth, and it hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Revelation 20.10, And the devil that deceived them, meaning humanity, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I've had people email me a lot lately telling me there's no hell. There's no, no hell. Trying to convince me there's no hell. I'm like, oh my word. What do you do with like all these verses? Explain them away? I don't know, but they're probably reading some false Bible version that where they can justify this. And next verse, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And the death and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. So death and hell were delivered to essentially the great white throne judgment. They were there though. Okay, in hell. They were judged every man according to their works. Um, these are the people that didn't get saved. Okay, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So you die once physically, this is the second death, being cast into the lake of fire. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So, this whole thing about, you know, some ghost haunting or whatever, all it is is the familiar spirit that occupied the person. And this is what all these paranormal shows are trying to deceive people about about all this garbage where, you know, oh, or, or, or this whole thing about 
former lives. Oh, I was reincarnated. I was a dung beetle in a former life, and then I became the Pillsbury Doughboy, and then the Keebler Elf, and then, you know, I came back as what I am now. You know, it, it, it never ends. All that is are lies, deceit, all of this past life regression hypnosis stuff are all lies from the pit of hell to get you to think that we can go on the big karma, great reincarnation wheel of life and come back and do it better next time. Total lies from the pit of hell. All of it's designed to get you into hell. That's why, that's why Satan has all these deceptions. Okay? So, you only get one shot at it. <laughs> You know, it is appointed on a man once to die, and after this, the judgment. You don't get you don't get to go on the reincarnation wheel, the reincarnation fairy fairy whatever Ferris wheel. Um, I got a link here entitled "When Catholics Die: The Terror of the Dying Experience, Eternal Life or Eternal Damnation," and then another link "When Death Comes: A Biblical Study of Death and the Eternal Afterlife." Um. And then I ended it by saying the only thing I did is send all these evil spirits to the abyss where they belong when I was there, when we were there praying. I got into this in, in, in part into the subject, and I gave you the link here. It's called The Deceptive Allure of Witchcraft, New Age, and Near-Death Experiences. That's another gigantic, gigantic lie with this. You got somebody that's totally unsaved. Oh, I, I saw the light. I saw it was just peace and harmony and all this stuff. And they're as unsaved as you could possibly be, and yet they get to supposedly go to heaven. So I got into the whole near-death experience thing, because all of these are tools and tricks of Satan. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, Matthew 24, 24. Satan, essentially, his minions, shall deceive the very elect. So we have to be on guard that we're not deceived. And a lot of this, particularly all this paranormal garbage, all these ghost hunter shows where they go and they try to communicate with devils and demons like they're going to accomplish anything doing that or appease them. All of that is just lies and conditioning you to think and what it ultimately would cause you to do is to totally doubt the Bible because virtually everything they get into there is a contradiction to what the Word of God says. If you start to believe that these things are really people that were from another time and they just haven't, you know, whatever. So, that's uh, that's what we did there. I went to the Gretchen's Lock place, Taylor and I. I mean, I climbed up every side of it, prayed. I went to all of these haunted places. Every single place that I could find that was listed on that thing. We really, all, it really just felt almost total peace the whole time we were there. You know, but I went ahead, nevertheless, walked it, prayed over it. Applied a lot of the principles that and in what I listed in the last PDF that I put up on the internet at the very end and felt a total peace about the whole thing. Um, and had a, um, just, it was, it was very fruitful. It was, it was a really good, good thing. And, uh, I just, I, whenever I go to, uh, on these trips, I just love doing that. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, let's see here. We're at 220. Um, looking at what I've got left, I think I, I've got about one more part left here. So I'm going to stop here, and uh, we're going to go to part three next, and we'll see you in part three. God bless you.